0: Tom Zappala and John Mallory.
1: Well, David, you don't look like Mallory. I have a lot more hair. You do have a lot more and, hair. And I don't have much. Welcome to the Great American Collectible Show. Johnny Mallory is actually, we're not sure where he is. I <laughs> don't know. Where- He said he was going to possibly be late or not be here But he had a very important appointment Appointment or meeting, we're not sure I don't know, I don't know what's going on I don't either I think he's wanted You know, the show must go on Right, so we asked David, is our producer Dave Martinez is uh, filling in uh, for Mallory If he comes, he comes If he doesn't, he's out Yeah. (laughs) And the beautiful, gorgeous Chrissy Cunningham Is handling the board as usual Hi Hi, sweetie, how are you? Good, how are you? Good name of the show is The Great American Collectibles Show Please remember to subscribe, like, and share the show with your friends. You can watch us on Facebook, YouTube. You can listen to us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a comment, a question, you can just ask right while you're watching the show. You can email me at zap z a p s r at hotmail dot com. Zap Senior. See, my son is Zap Junior. Oh, he is. Okay, Zap Senior at hotmail dot com. All right, listen, we have a jam-packed show. First, we're going to bring in, uh, right after the headline, we're going to bring in our good friend. Uh, we always say he is the best in the business, mm-hmm. uh, James Fiorentino, renowned sports artist. Then we're going to be chatting with another good guy, real good guy. He's got a great, great business, uh, Steve Verkman from Clean Sweep Auctions. And rounding out the triumvirate towards the end is our good friend Al the Ponytail, Christopher Foley, from Love of the Game auctions. We're going to talk to Al about uh, his past auctions and some of the stuff he's done. But first, our headline. One day after the historic announcement that the Dodgers had purchased a contract of the man who would quickly become the first African-American player to a major league contract, Jackie Robinson donned the Brooklyn uniform for the first time. Now... The only surviving ticket stub from that afternoon exhibition game is headed to auction. Authenticated by PSA and graded in a PSA 6, the stub from April eleventh, nineteen 1947. Uh, it was a game at Ebbets Field, and it's among the items in the Heritage Auctions Fall Catalog. Last February, the company sold a PSA two stub from Robinson's first regular season game for a record four hundred and eighty thousand oh. dollars. The buyer was Milwaukee Brewers owner Mark, uh, at Atanasio. The pre-sale estimate for this exhibition stud is thirty large, thirty thousand bucks. For more information, cool. you can go to our good friend Rich Miller. And the gang at sportscollectorsdaily.com. You know, Sports Collectors Daily, I love that because you could find anything you want to find about the stuff. hobby, yeah. the auctions going on, a, a great publication. Or oh, it's an e- email, I mean, the uh, internet uh, website. Website. We, website. We Thank call you. Them website. All right. <laughs> Let's chat with our good friend, James Fiorentino. Hey, James, right out of the gate, uh, the Mickey Mantle behind you. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I always just love looking at that thing.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's uh, the original watercolor. Uh, it's a 22 by 30 inch of uh, the 52 Bowman mantle. So that's part of the, there's only one, the most iconic trading card collection I've been painting, as you know, for the last few years. So that's the actual original uh, from that set.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, that is cool. Um, James, You were, uh, were you recently on the MLB network?
2: So I did. Uh, I was on the MLB network last year uh, oh, okay. I think it was around the summer of the morning show, and that was kind of kicking off this this project
1: okay. uh, last year. Really, I tell you what, man—you've been—you've had a great summer. I mean, what have you been up to recently? Mm-hmm. say how's, how's the how's the how's the summer gone for for the for the business and for your artwork?
2: Yeah, it's been—you know—I've been very blessed and lucky for the last twenty-five years to be constantly busy. But you know, in the last two years, it's been crazy—you know, just booked forever and you know coming off the National Sports Convention obviously being down there being with you in the book and having all the artwork down there was amazing and coming off of a lot of uh uh commissions you know based on those type of events which is always nice uh two of my paintings recently one of which I gave uh were given out as Latino Sports MVP awards i've been painting those for about 15 years uh, it's also sponsored by MLB and i presented Vladimir Guerrero Jr his award on the field the Yankee Stadium uh, at the end of the summer, uh, Juan Soto just received his painting this week, uh, this past week in San Diego. I wasn't there for it, but it was presented to him on the field. Um, and just working on a lot of, of commission projects, like I was mentioning, that will go all the way into next year for a very long time.
1: In the past, you've also uh, uh, painted awards for Tatis and uh, Javi Baez, too, right?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Over the years, it's been many guys. I mean, if you kind of look at what's happening today, like pool holes, for example— You know, Albert owns three of my paintings, uh, presented him paintings over the years and became friendly with him through through the Latino Sports Awards and also through Tony La who's a friend. So, you know, to see him hitting all these home runs to 700, it's it's wonderful. I I think back to all these incredible memories, these like personal relationships and things I've had with players. And I brought one time my son on the field to meet Albert, I think. My son Tyler was probably five or six, and I remember telling him, "This is one of the great right-handed hitters you'll ever, ever see." And so, you know, just having all these stories along with the artwork is what makes it really special.
0: Yeah, that's like an additional connection for you, right? It's one thing to paint, uh, uh, to have a painting, you create a painting, but it's another thing then to meet the the subject of the painting too. That's kind of be. Cool. Yeah, yeah.
2: And, and a lot of these guys over the years I've become friendly with. I think of Judge and everything he's doing now. And I, I just posted on social media this really cool picture of him and I on the field for BP. And that was the first two weeks of him playing. So I literally remember him. I remember the moment in that he had hit the, his first home run, the back to back home runs ever by two rookies in MLB history. First two weeks, he comes over to me, and I'm like, "Wow, you know, this is this is a guy who could become something big." And literally, he was gigantic. <laughs> and uh, so now, looking back at that picture, it's again, it's a really kind of special moment uh, that I I love to. Uh, to show people and showcase along with the artwork.
1: You know, he's a special player, and uh, you never know. He, we may see him in the restaurant. No, get out of Come here! Come on, you don't know. <laughs> <They're> not <laughs> happening. It'd be nice. They're not writing that check. No, I know that it'd be. It would be very nice. Um, you know, James, I know that you do speaking engagements. If people want to, and what do they do? Just contact you on your website for speaking engagements.
2: Yeah, I mean, beyond the obviously the painting side of it, and painting all the time. Um, I do do events, gallery, museum-related events with my art, shows, national, like the Philly show, Um, but I do sometimes do speaking engagements, whether it's with a corporation or an event or a company or, you know, an organization. A lot of times, again, beyond my my artwork and sports, you know, people see the portraits, the landscapes, the wildlife, all the stuff I do in watercolor. Um, And a lot of that work is in museums and galleries all around the country, and that's a very busy time for me right now, actually, where, again, a lot of that type of work, which is nationally recognized, um, I'll do a lot related to that, but it really gives a lot towards my sports art. I mean, people see that I can paint everything. I'm known for all that type of work, and I, I, I think that lends itself to why my... My artwork now has been so popular, uh, more than ever.
1: You know, uh, we were on. Uh, David was on. Uh, showed me. And I've looked at it before. Your online store, man. You've got some phenomenal, phenomenal items. What do they call them? chicklies Yeah. So sometimes there's
2: chickeys that are made from, from the original artwork. A lot of lithographs uh, of over the years. Again, doing this for 30 years. Some of the stuff signed by players. Some. Some are not. And I like to give people an opportunity to, to, to get things that are affordable. Certainly, my original artwork that is commissioned, which is happening all the time, you know, uh, has a certain price range as it goes bigger and bigger. But yeah, I mean, that's the nice thing. And obviously, all the trading cards I've done over the years for people. So there's always people wanting for me to sign stuff. Obviously, the PSA covers I had done. Uh, so there's so many different ways of getting stuff or having me sign stuff beyond you know the original artwork.
1: Great. Uh, before we let you go, your website address is... Yep, you can find me at
2: com, and certainly find me on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all those good things. And I'm always showcasing new works, projects, and events that I'll be at.
1: You know, for our viewers and listeners, if you go on his online store and you look at his works, I mean, the prices are very, very, absolutely very are. reasonable. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, great Christmas gifts.
0: Yes, uh, the if time. Hub,
1: if your hubby is a collector, ladies, I'm sure he would like that. Or if you have a son that's a collector, uh, nice framed, uh, get it framed is some unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable yeah, stuff. Maybe uh, uh, when you do your little editing, we can show a couple of them. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> too, too late for I, that. I huh? can make the magic. Up. All right, James. We love you, brother. Take care. Take care, Thanks. James. Okay. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me James Fiorentino. Uh, he is such a talented, yeah. talented what guy.
0: Would, it would, Was there a painting that he has done that you were like, ooh, I'd like that? Uh, well, he's, he's yeah, the one that he did of Rico. That, I was, was going to say, that, that means a lot really to me. Really cool. That was a great.
1: He gave me a copy of it. Oh, he did? Yeah, he oh, signed excellent. a copy for myself and for... Uh, and, uh, for uh, Mallory oh nice, and gave it to us. I have it hanging uh, in my office. And then he gave me a great print that he did of Ted Williams, mm. uh, a black and white print of Ted at Fenway Park in 1958, with the Green Monster, but mm-hmm. none of the flashy stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? As a matter of fact, it wasn't even the sitco sign. It was the uh, it was the company before
0: it. Uh, I can't remember. You got to get him to do a. Uh, you need to commission him. To do a fifty-one mantle, your card.
1: He did. He's
0: he got has it. a fifty-one. Oh yeah. Oh. He's okay. got a fifty-one. I thought he said fifty-two. No, he does. He's got both. He's got, both. He's oh, okay, 50 one. He's yeah, got fifty-one. Okay, good. Yeah, Fifty-one Bowman. Awesome.
1: All right. So uh, he's a good guy. Yes. All right. Let's bring in our main guest uh, this this week. Um, you know, Clean Sweep Auctions. It's, it's been around for a long time. Is that a big house, small house? It's medium? it's it's one of those. I, I kind of. It's big business-wise, but mm-hmm. it's not as big as Heritage okay. or, or you know the real big ones, right. Sotheby's. But Steve has a great niche because he's got a little of everything. I mean, he's got stuff that you, that's like really affordable, up to it's
0: thousands like, like like and thousands of dollars. So you can get dogs. in Absolutely. where your comfort
1: zone is. So let's bring him in right now, Steve Ruckman from Clean Sweep Auction. Stephen, how you doing?
3: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing?
1: Good, Excellent. good. You know, Steve, we're just talking about, uh, you know, your niche. You have a, you have a, a wonderful niche. Uh, you're kind of like a tweener. I mean, you don't have 400 employees, uh, but you don't have two employees. You've got a great staff, and the, the items that you present on your uh, site – It's like you get everything. I mean, you can get you can get something for a couple hundred bucks, but you can get something for fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars. I mean, real high end stuff. Is that by design?
3: Yeah, I would say so. You can think of us as like a like a high end department store. So we'll have affordable things, and then we'll have you know the real high end stuff. So you know we've sold things for you know we sold a Babe Ruth rookie card for over three hundred thousand dollars, and we've sold Mm. we've sold you know some things like that. But that's not our main business. You know, our our main average price point is probably five hundred to a thousand dollars an item or something like that, you know, per invoice. But yeah, you know, we sell a big variety of stuff. we you know, of course cards are dollar wise our main business, but we have a very substantial business in autographs and memorabilia. You know, we do all the different sports, we do historical stuff, we do all the entertainment autographs, you know, it's a it's a real mix of stuff that we sell.
0: Very nice. So what do you got going on in this particular auction?
3: So this one, you know, is one of our best ones ever. It's we we got a lot of really cool stuff in here. The main focus of the auction are some some really really great cards. Um, or we'll start with, I mean, the single best item in the auction is we have a ticket from Wilt Chamberlain's one hundred. I saw
1: that. That's a, there's not many of those around, right? From the hundred point game. This is from the hundred point game, right?
3: Yeah, and the thing that's so interesting about it is it was against the Knicks. Uh, you know, the Chamberlain the term was a Philadelphia seventy six or a Warrior. Yep. Um, played the game in Hershey, Pennsylvania, not in Philadelphia mm. or in New York. So that's one reason the tickets really scarce. So like people lie and say they sent, they went to the game. I think it had a really small attendance that game. So the tickets are really rare. And you know, you think about it and how long that's gone for. And you think of all the so many sports records are being broken from Aaron Judge, like you were discussing. Although I guess that's controversial. <laughs> <But I'm laughs> think old run guy. Like he hasn't broken it yet, as of this recording.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So how does so, how did you come across getting that ticket?
3: Oh well, yeah. One of our one of our suppliers found it in a box of tickets. He got incredibly oh, lucky. How do you, he you know? Found it in there, and um, it was a you know little diamond in the rough. And the thing is, with Chamberlain's accomplishment, no one's even touched that. I think Kobe Bryant had eighty one points in mm-hmm. a game. Yeah. No one's within twenty percent of it. And how many sports records? Man, you got Dimaggio's hitting streak of fifty-six games. Right. You know, people gotten into the forties, but no one's really gotten anywhere near. Yeah, that I think idea. that's I mean, going to that be that a
1: tough one. one. That's that'll that'll be a th- tough that's going to be a t- especially the way the, the the way the NBA is structured today. I think that's going to be a tough one uh, to break. Obviously, Dimaggio's also. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I mean, that's that's the type of stuff that we're talking about, Steve. You know, that's a, that's a, 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 a an item. Out of the mainstream, but yet it's a very, very, very cool piece. But then again, you have you have some great Gaudis. You get—I was looking—you get some great your Gaudi, Gaudis and Cracker Jack cards in this, au- in this auction. Man, you've got some phenomenal cards.
3: Oh, thank you. Yeah. So we got so with the with the Cracker Jacks, we have we got a big group of it. So we have a bunch of. About 20 or 30 of the really tough 1914s, but for the 1915 Cracker Jacks, we have the entire set, except for Ty Cobb, all being offered as single lots. So if you need card oh. 120, you can bid on it. Nice. We're not going to make you bid on 100, 100 cards You know when you need 10 of them, because a lot of auction houses do that. So we got it nicely spread out so you can go after what you want. And, you know, the prices are all over the place. There's some big numbers, and there's always some good deals because it's an honest auction. Not been against the consigner. There's no hidden reserves, so the, the price is the price. You know, so you, you
1: know, what's, in, you, you know what's interesting? Um, of all the books that we've written, mm-hmm. uh, Ellen and I, the Cracker Jack collection, baseball's prize players, has always been our number one seller. And do you think that is
0: based on that particular set of cards? I think there? so.
1: I think I think that set of cards is is really uh, h- hit a nerve with collectors over the years. I mean, the T206 the Tito Six book. I mean, we'll put that off to the side because that book was a special book. But of the remaining six books, the Cracker Jack collection, that book has always just been a nice, steady sale for us. It's a so, good,
0: you know, it's a it's a great collection, Steve. So Steve, on the Cracker Jack collection, you said you're doing individual lots. Is that something pretty standard for you for something that old? Because, like you said, people are trying to pick off uh, the certain number of cards, right?
3: Yeah, we try to do that whenever we can, you know, within reason. Especially when they're all graded, we'll try to do them in single lots, and Mm -hmm. and we've had you know great success doing that. It's a lot of work, yeah. You know, 174 cards front and back and back and ship them and everything, but Mm -hmm. but you know it you know it works out for us. And and at this point, as of the recording, you know the Hall of Famers, you know many of them are getting big bids. I mean, these these prices are just amazing, and the comments fill in like it's a funny thing, you know, in a PSA three. One common might be a hundred or one hundred and fifty dollars, and the next one might be five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, there's such a variance based on who needs what at what time. Because you know, the 1915 Cracker Jacks, you know, as most people know, you could buy as a factory set. So right. in theory, nothing should be scarcer than anything else. It just just be a demand thing, not a supply thing. But yet, like everybody needs this Branch Rookie card. It disappeared, and there's like ten or twenty cards in there that everybody always seems to need. And, you know, it's funny how that 1915 Cracker Jack set worked.
1: You know what's interesting, Steve? You know, you're, from a business standpoint, you're really doing it, in my opinion, the right way because, you know, if you were to sell that as a collection, you're going to have few bidders, and the few bidders that you're going to get have to have very deep pockets. What you're doing is you're, exp- you're, you're able to expand your bidding base to m- a much larger a much larger
0: group makes sense
1: and not only that, but I mean it's it, you make it affordable for that much larger group i mean that's i you know that's the way that's what, the way I would do it I, and i I think that's a, a great great move on your part
3: well thank you yeah we tr- we try to do it that way you know it's when' whenever we can and it and these have not been to market it's fresh stuff and a collector most of it's from one from two collections formed form the the 15 set so we we had got a near set from two people actually recently did they come
0: to you graded or did you have to get them graded
3: uh they came to us graded fortunately that's good especially with those you know i got very lucky right before covid hit a few years ago we also had a cracker jack set from a you know someone who it was a crazy story like in 1995 i was doing the east coast national show and at the time a guy buys a cracker jack joe jackson from me and in 1995 i sold it for like five thousand dollars that's like a hundred thousand dollar sale on today's money. Uh, the guy comes and meets me and gives me cash and I was, I was worried his cash was fake. <laughs> yeah. Was out of nowhere and the guy made me nervous. So then I get a call the first year, right when COVID starts, the guy died. He had a receipt that a hand signed from in 1995 and everything else. And his widow came over my office there in Long Island. Such nice people, you know he died from COVID early on and and we got the collection and I got so I called up, you know, our our lovely people at PSA and they they really helped me out right before things got completely crazy. You know, they let me grade up Everything at a very reasonable price. I explained the situation. The woman died. You know, the guys, She's a widow. We're trying to help her out. And they let me, you know, they really helped me out. They really did a That's solid good. Work. Very it nice. Had, That's it good. Had it at a reasonable price so we could get them all graded. But like, you know, a year later, six months later, that was not going to happen. Wow. Like time flies, you know, every, it was very fortunate for everybody.
1: Good for you. you know? That's, I like hearing stories like that. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We are chatting with Steve Vorkman from Clean Sweep Auctions. We come back. I, I got an interesting um, message Uh, from one of the groups that I follow. It's kind of a cool group. He had a question about a Mickey Mantle card. I want to run by you because I want to get your honest opinion about that. Hang in there. We'll be right back.
0: Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardcode.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information.
4: For more than 30 years, Robert Edward Auctions has been the industry leader when it comes to helping you realize the most money for your baseball cards and sports memorabilia. In addition to their unparalleled reputation for honesty and integrity, they reach the largest number of bidders in the business and offer lower seller's fees, as well as generous cash advances up front on your valuable material. Contact them today at 908-226-9900. That's 908-226-9900 or at robertedwardauction.com. This is
5: Brian Drent, President of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a zero dollar deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection.
6: Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, We will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices.
5: How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003
1: or check them out at gameusedbats.com. Hey, we are back and chatting with Steve Ruckman from Clean Sweep. Steve, I got a I got a message or a, a, a whatever they call it PM, MP. What do they call those things? DM, DM. Thank you uh, from a, a, a gentleman who's uh, the administrator for one of the groups. It's called Deal or No Deal, and that's kind of a fun. I, I like oh, watching them. Okay, it's uh, guys sell cards, and they say make you know make me an offer for whatever T two hundred six. I don't know, uh, uh, Shag Shaughnessy. Mm-hmm. So someone will say, uh, you know, 100 bucks, no deal. And then the next guy will, you know, they just they they do a lot of trading. But anyway, this particular administrator, his name is Nick Egnatz, and he's got three, and I, I said, listen, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. Uh, he owns three 1958, two or three 1958 Mickey Mantle Tops cards. And the back of them, Steve, there is ink, not paper loss, but actual ink that's missing in some of the descriptions in the exact same place in his stats and his narrative. So he's looking at that as kind of an error card because it did happen at the printers. Is that really considered an error card? Uh, I mean, he says he only knows of the two that he has in existence. He's looked. What can you? What is your opinion of that?
3: Well, I don't consider missing ink uh, on something like that because ink didn't take all the way an error card. But but there's, I'm sure there's a demand for that. And, you know, he's smart to try to market it that way. You know, nowadays, everybody wants everything. But to me, if the ink doesn't take all the way, you know, that's not an error card. An error card is if they spelled Mickey Mantle's name wrong, if the picture's reversed, if there's something like a different word in the biography. You know, I think people are pushing the envelope a little hard on the, you know, even, you know, with with slightly ink not taking and calling an error card or a variation. I wouldn't call that, but at the same time, yeah, you know, I'm sure it is very unusual to find that. Well,
1: what's interesting is that in the, it's in the in the both cards, or I think it was three cards, it's in the exact same locations too. So they were probably printed. You know, there could be a thousand of them, but there's it, only three that he's aware of. I was just curious because I told him I would I would ask the expert, uh, and you're the expert, so uh, uh, Nick, I, I hope. I hope uh, we satisfied your question. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you're happy with it. You may be. I mean, is he, sell- is he selling them?
4: Uh,
0: I don't think so. No, no. it's just uh, not that I'm aware of. Oh, so. Okay. Um, Steve, talk about uh, on you, in your auction. You have some old Judge cards. Give us some details. What's going on there?
3: Yeah, we got a really good run of old Judge cards. With uh, we got about 40 different lots, and with, with some wow. of the best Hall of Famers. There's a Cap Anson. There's a yeah, I See family. that. There's a John Clarkson. So there, there's a really nice selection, some really cool images. One of them is one of the players with the dog, which I love, you know, and then players with the mascot. The old judge cards, I think they're just so undervalued and, and cool. I, they're, they're, Of course, it's unusual and you can't make the whole set, but I, it just boggles my mind, you know, that these Hall of Famers from the 19th century trade out what they trade out, given what T206 is sell for and fours and fives. I I
0: totally agree with you, So you think that's an undervalued collection?
3: Uh, It is! Uh, Dramatically, especially the name Hall of Famers. Now, if you want X common from X team, you know, know, if you're not into that, you know, and then the funny thing is like we've had, you know, some big old judge collections over the years, are pretty good ones, and a lot of the time when the bidding starts at the real old judge collectors, it's almost never on the Hall of Famers. It's on they need a certain common for their team in a certain Mm -hmm. pose, and these guys will bid like crazy. And, you know, to the point where I won't sell them anymore outright because I actually don't know what they're worth. The prices are so totally variable on these on these things because it's such a subculture of all judge collectors. And we have, you know, I'd like to think most of them bid been in our auctions. But they're funny, like they don't get that. The real old judge collectors actually don't get that excited about the Hall of Famers as much. Oh. Maybe that's part of what the prices aren't as high. They want to get. You know, whatever it's usually it's by team, and they want to get every variation of
4: their team. I've
1: never been able to pinpoint that either, Stephen. You hitting it right on the head. That that collection, those cards for some—I don't know. You think maybe? I mean, they're not the prettiest cards; they're black and whites. But even the fact, though, I agree with you. I mean, those things are from the 1800s, and. They've never gotten the love that they deserve over all the years that I've been, you know, doing this. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, just, yeah. I, I just I, I've never been able to pinpoint it, it. Do you think you guys think there's just not enough of it around, or enough? No, I, I, there's a, uh, If if they if they were very scarce, they'd be worth more money. Yeah, you, you would, know what I mean. Would, I don't know. I, I I I've never been able to pinpoint it, Steve. You know, uh, I, just past weekend uh, we were at a. Uh, It was the inaugural event. uh, It's called the New England Card Show. And it was in Springfield. By the way, something you should check out because I know it's not too far from you. It's the New England Card Show uh, at the Mass Mutual Center in uh, Springfield, Mass. And they also do a thing at the uh, uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. They have an event there. But I noticed this, you know, uh, they've just started. And I would say that... 75% 75% of the dealers there were dealing modern cards, modern and ultra modern cards. But ironically, what was interesting is that the guys that were selling vintage were kicking ass. Or were they really? Yeah. They were doing very, very, very well. Um, you know, what is your take on that? With this whole modern versus vintage. It seems as though, you know, uh, and I've asked the question a zillion times, and I always like to get different answers. It seems as though the modern market really jumped in a couple of years back, and it's really helped the, the, the hobby. But, you know, are uh, some of these modern hobbyists now kind of stepping back and looking into the vintage world? Are you seeing that at all?
3: Yeah, they, there's always a certain percentage that do that. Going back to the '80s, people start collecting Tops and Donruss and Fleer cards and go backwards. So most people start with that stuff. So there's there's an element of that. But I mean, we I mean the, the shows that we see. That may have been, you know, function not in has, having as many people. But a lot of the, the shows we've been at, I hate to say it, but the or I shouldn't say I hate to say it, but the modern dealers often are the busiest ones. At least the shows that we, we've been at, the recent Philly show, you would see that. And you know, like we'll put out a few cases. <clears throat> and when we put out a case of the modern stuff, it shows. Cause this is not our focus. Hey, people look at it. You get a lot of action on it. Really. Chill, they, they, I mean, it's just not my thing, and I'm not equipped to, like, all well, of something they want to trade. No, they want to trade these two cards for your two cards. And with all the cards, I'm equipped to do that. But I'm just not capable of that with the modern cards with all these variations and there's 30 versions of each card. I know, the Prism
1: <laughs> Gold, Prism Purple. Is it a younger crowd, too, that uh, you're it, it, seeing?
3: It, it, it is. Yeah. And they walk around with these special little briefcases and everything. <laughs> they have all these little high-end cards with them. And you know, they'll That's show funny. you this card, $10,000. $10, like, wow, why is this $10,000? But it's you look it up, and maybe it's $10,000. So it, it, you know the modern cards aren't going anywhere. I mean, they may crash. I mean, I don't know. I don't have a... So You're, you're like on. me.
1: You're, you're old school, you know, and we call it uh, manufactured rarities. That's what we call it. You know, it's where it's, you know you have card companies that are creating one of one, one of two, uh, because by design, you know what I mean. And and that's what these 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 kids are, are flipping and buying and investing in. Uh, again, I'm a modern guy, and I've said it a zillion times. Babe Ruth's dead. He's not coming back. Neither is Ty Cobb or Lou Gehrig or you know. Uh, Pick somebody, so he's not going to get popped for steroids or anything. Those cards are finite. What yeah. you, what's out there is what's out there. Yeah, right. Yeah, I,
3: but at the same time, mean, you know, I, I agree completely. But the amount of dollar-wise, I, I think you'd have to say so much. I don't know what the percentage is. It'd be interesting if someone could try to study that. I guess eBay would know the answer to that, but they never break that out. I'd be very interested to know like what percentage of the sales on eBay and vintage cards are after 1990 or after 2000. I bet it's a really high number. Which, which you <laughs> know, um, just. Um, um,
1: and I agree with you. Just a follow-up to that, so, which leads me to my next question, which is down here, the tweeners. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the vintage guys, uh, up you up to my age and maybe older, mm-hmm. you know, the vintage to us is a lot of pre-war stuff. Right. Uh, and then going into the 50s, 60s tops. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the jump with the millennials to the modern and ultra-modern. What about the gap? Steve, are you seeing any increase in that gap? And I'm talking about the cards from the the late 60s, no, 70s, 80s, you know, the Yazs, the Dennis Eckersleys, the George Bretts, the Al Kalines. Are those cards increasing in value as time goes on? I call them the tweeners, you know, because they're kind of in between the uh, the, pre-war and the 50s and 60s tops, but they're before this, what the new generation is interested in.
3: Yeah, I, I, I know it's an interesting question. Like like, the, like starting with COVID, the complete sets from the 70s, you know, as was a deal where you'd get these things and you almost wouldn't want them. Sometimes people would have them on consignment. You're like, no, it's okay. Just leave it in the house. I don't even want to lift it. And then, and then they effectively doubled or tripled in price where a really high-grade 77 top set went from – on a bad day, $150 to now a good day, $500 with a lot of people bidding. So those people are, you know, they're more focused on sets. You know, if you're getting into the 70s because they're affordable and you can buy a near mint set, it's not that expensive. And then the grading obviously drives it. You know, if you start getting into PSA nine sets, you know, then it's thousands and thousands of dollars or more. You know, also because the sets are so big, you know, six, seven hundred cards. I mean. Right. There, there's a lot of demand for that stuff. And there's people like, I mean, to me, they're silly things, but people doing things like, you know, eight, 1980 topsy Shastrzemski's and PSA 10 holders. And they can get one hundred, two hundred dollars and they sell. I mean, there's people there's a lot of so that they're collecting it kind of that way. But in terms of the millennial thing, it's interesting. What I find is a lot of the people collecting the T206s, for example, tend to be very young. The people in their 20s and 30s, they kind of skip the 50s and 60s and 70s stuff, they'll play with it a little bit and they love the t 60s. It's interesting, and they, so, they uh, went back 100 years, like they they love the idea that the cards were 100 years old. It's very and, interesting, you know, Pai, it is. Yeah, they know Cy Young and Ty Cobb and all that, so they they love those cards. So, a lot of the time, when we sell those cards, like especially in person. You, you, it's not what you think. It's not a sixty-year-old uh, white, white guy buying it. So, I want to, yeah. uh,
0: Steve, I want to follow back up on the uh, tweener uh, discussion? <laughs> Are there is there value to be had there? And meaning, if you buy a tweener now, is it going to be worth more twenty
3: years from so now? Use a use a, a PSA
0: eight LK line. Okay.
3: Well, which what, in the fifties or the seventies, like uh, what era? Uh, that's a
1: good question. Seventies,
3: uh, 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 Yeah, early seventies. I mean I wouldn't think so because there's a lot of them the stuff from vending existence. Okay. So I would think there's a lot of that around there but you know, you know it's hard to say. Any there's unless it's a particular rarity, you know, I don't I wouldn't think I don't know. I wouldn't think I would think the better play on those is to get nice sets rather than single Interesting. Cards. Okay. So that, would be, that would be my that would be my recommendation. Yeah. But of course there's no way to know.
1: Um basketball cards, boxing, hockey, non-sports, you've got a little of everything. Uh, tell us about some of those uh, items.
3: Yeah, we got two Joe Namath rookie cards in there. We got some really nice ringsides. And there's, there's complete sets in there. So we have, you know, there's, there's non sport cards. There's a lot of autographs. Um, you know, so there's, we have some a great, lot, great lot of goal line postcards. I mean, there's all sorts of interesting things. There's a few things I want to mention. Sure. There's a yeah, we've got, about, uh, we've got about five minutes. Okay. So, well, first of all, I mean, our auction format's right. different than other auction formats. So our auction ends on Wednesday, October 12th. You have to have your initial bids in by eight o'clock Eastern time. Now, for our auction, we don't end the entire auction at the same time. So starting at 11 o'clock Eastern time, if there's no bid on any lot for 10 minutes, the entire auction closes at the same time. Now, for for us, the way we do it, so it doesn't go till 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning or the next day, if if the auction goes till 1.30 Eastern time and you place a new bid after that, you pay a 5% premium. So by doing that, we disincentivize people bidding all night, and it's worked very well for us. So I know it, we're job. the only auction house, I'm sure, with this rule, but it's worked very well for us. So just bidders just need to keep that in mind. And if they have any questions, call us or email us. We're happy to help. Now, a few other things in the auction worth mentioning. There's a Ty Cobb 1907 Dietzger Tigers rookie card. Yeah. There's a really nice 2000 Press Pass Tom Brady double PSA 8. That's a big card. And one of my favorite lots, we have um, Babe Ruth's personal envelope signed by him framed. And Very I've never cool. seen that before. It's personal letterhead, so that's really cool. There's a really nice Babe Ruth card in there, and we have some really cool memorabilia. We have uh, really unique cufflinks from the 1969 Mets. We have a gold staff ring. We have some a double sided jeweled pendant from the 1957-58 Yankees. So there's there's some really cool memorabilia in addition to in addition to you know a really deep selection of cards. So there really is a you know big diversity of of material in this auction we have a collection of met game used bats going back to the 80s and in nice lots we have you know some good publications we have some good tickets so there's there's a you know really a truly broad assortment of things in all manner of collectibles there's two bobby jones autographs for people into golf i mean there's just a, there's a run of male football cards which i also think are incredibly undervalued from the 1890s the first real football set so we have a run of those that are psa graded you know i think those are a great value right
1: now you know what's really interesting too and then you, we all, you always have some art, uh, entertainment stuff you know which I always I always go through that stuff that's you know I told you, I, you we've said this before that's uh the Mother Teresa I put up two bids on Mother Teresa and I lost oh, yeah. that <laughs> but you always have some cool entertainment you know just photo autograph photos of stars things like that
3: yeah, we try to. I mean, the, the funniest lot we have probably in that area. We have a baseball son by Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. <laughs> That's right, right really, <laughs> exactly. Stuff, yeah, I, you know, are you going to ever see that again? So, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a yeah, one of one. one. Yeah, I mean, great stuff home. like that. It's a collector's it, item, but, kid. It, but that
1: makes that makes it fun. Hey, how did you do with the national? We have a couple of minutes left. How, how were you happy with the results of the national?
3: Yeah, it was a great show. They got just an amazing crowd. Like it didn't end. Even on Sunday, it was really busy. So we had a terrific show. We. You know, I'm, we're in a funny position because we both sell things and auction things. Right. So I kind of have Rob Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. So a lot of our best inventory I held back for our current auction. But for what we sold there, the stuff did great. But like some of our best stuff, you know, just, you know, we need to stock an auction. So I can't, I can't bring that stuff to shows, even though I'd love to. Are but you going
1: yeah. to be at the Shriners? Are you going to be at the uh, Boston show? I'm just on
3: Friday, but but my people will be there Saturday and Sunday. I have, a, I have a family thing I have to be at the next day, but I'll be there. I'll be there on Friday.
1: Okay. Yeah. We'll stop by, say hi. We're going to be there for a couple of hours. Uh, I think Rico's doing another
0: signing. He's, He's doing a sign. What are you doing there? Just, just yeah, we just through?
1: yeah. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to go say hi to all of our sponsors. Mm, you know, nice. uh, we we sometimes we do a little video that we post on Facebook, as you know. Yep. Or, but I'd like to at least you know personally thank our sponsors, Steve included, obviously, right. uh, for participating in the show.
0: I have another question, Steve. Do you have? We, we never really talked before. I don't think about. Do you collect anything? It doesn't have to be sports, but do what do you? Oh, yeah, you? I'm
3: a, Oh, that's what got me started. Yeah, I, I collect. I'm actually a i have a big cincinnati reds collection so collect oh there you go johnny bench stuff going back you know 100 years and i collect and i collect uh, hank greenberg stuff so i've been collecting oh, okay. since, you know, the late 70s so i have things from you know 40 years ago i have some unique things you know a lot of people don't have and i collect uh the, i don't not so much anymore but i love the xenot card so i have almost all the xenot hall of famers so it, I, I add things to my collection all the time but i yeah. don't have a I don't have a 70 top set. I don't have a Mickey Mantle card. I don't have... A, oh, right. you <laughs> got to get on that. I have, unusual, no, I have unusual stuff. I'll have a Johnny Bench Game used bat. I'll have nice. unusual tickets and things like that. So it's it's a, it's hard to collect when you're a dealer because your instinct would be to keep the best stuff. And, you, you know, you have a business. It's, to t- it's
1: tough. Yeah. You know, I, that's what I've been doing. I, I've been gravitating towards uh, just, you know... Cards of memorabilia that appealed to me. Uh, There's no rhyme or reason to what I've been buying recently,
0: but it's been kind of fun stuff. You're trying to get some balls, aren't you? Yeah, I picked up
1: up a, uh, uh, a, it was in in another auction. Uh, You know, uh, I'm a big Grover Cleveland Alexander fan, and, you know, the year he won the Triple Crown of uh, pitching, he walked into the Chicago management and said, hey, you know, something I want to be making what Walter Johnson's making, 12 grand. So I was able to. I bought his uh, 1920 contract, and it's a cool piece. You know what I mean? It's just a cool piece to have. Uh, you know, Grover Cleveland's. And then, being a Red Sox fan, uh, I bought the uh, uh, 120 uh, programs uh, from every single year from 1901 to the present.
3: Yikes! Yeah,
1: and I could, what do you do with that? Well, uh, you know what I did uh, with, with Rico? I pulled out all of uh, his entire career, from mm-hmm. 63 to 76, and I made him sign every one. Did you really? Oh, yeah, the cover of every one, Poor you know, guy. things like that. But we have fun with them. But I like, it's kind of cool, and these, some of these are scored, Steve. So, like, the 1903, 1901, 1904, you know, they're scored. So, That's... you know, there's some value to those, I, I, you know.
3: Definitely, especially the pre-1920 ones. Yeah. yeah. Those are a big deal. Uh, yeah, we, have in our, we have in the auction a, a, a shorthand written letter from Grover Alexander on a really nice cut. So Mm -hmm. we have a little, we have a nice letter here. It's
1: in your auction now? Yeah, it's in that auction. We have two 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 nice dogs in internet. That could buy me. That could buy me. So (laughs) good to know. Uh, Your website address is?
3: So it's cleansweepauctions.com. That's cleansweepauctions.com. So remember the initial bids by 8 o'clock Eastern time, the 10-minute rule at 11 o'clock. If you have any questions, email us, or you can call us at 516-625-0900. 516 900 We're here to help with anything you need.
1: Great. Always a pleasure having you on the show. We enjoy it. Uh, you bring a lot to the hobby and uh, a lot of knowledge, too. So with that being said, uh, good luck with the auction. We'll see you, uh, see you with Shriners.
3: Very good. Thanks. Always Take look care. forward to
1: it. Thanks, Steve. Me. Take care. Steve Verkman from Clean Sweet. O- good guy. Good yeah. Guy. Nice yeah, co- he's had got a lot going business. on. He, he has a-,
0: a very... Um, a lot of variety because he does the non-sport stuff. He does. It,
1: it's, a, it's a nice mix. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, and and not, not all the auction houses have that. You know what okay. I mean? Uh, some of them just go for the bigger items. Yeah. Well, not, yeah. I mean, you know, it, they're different audience uh, mm-hmm. niche, customer niches. And he's got a little of everything, which is great. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, I think Big Al is going to join us. Al Christofoli Ideally. from Love of the Game.
0: We've got to track him down. He's probably we'll
1: sleeping. Him. We'll be right back.
0: Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalli and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International. Traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate, Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans, and today President Mike Hefner carries on their tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden Auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport, Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades.
4: It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners.
6: Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest. Because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. They
7: are prized possessions, and you need a place to store them that is safe and secure. The eBay Vault is exactly that. An insured, climate-controlled facility with state-of-the-art security that guards your valuable collection around the clock. Your vault account is protected by two-step verification and easily accessible through eBay collection. And everything stored in the eBay Vault is backed by authenticity guarantee. Buying and selling is a seamless experience. When you buy an eligible card on eBay, it can be sent directly to the eBay vault at checkout. Or if it's already in the eBay vault, you can just keep it there. And selling from the eBay vault is just as easy. Every card in the vault has been expertly inspected, detailed, and photographed, so you can quickly sell it with a pre-populated listing. And if your buyer chooses to withdraw their card from the eBay vault, we handle packing, shipping, and insurance. And same goes for you. If you want that rare rookie card in your hands, you can have it shipped to you at any time. Collect like a pro with the eBay Vault.
0: The eBay Vault is climate controlled, insured, and protected with 24 hour security. Soon you'll be able to send cards already in your collection directly to the eBay Vault. They will take high quality photos of the front and back of the card and document all the details for your viewing pleasure and to make the listing to sell process. Seamless For more information Go to ebay.com Connecting buyers And sellers globally All
1: right, let's bring in Big Al Right out of the gate Our good friend Al Christofoli From Love the Game Auctions I gotta ask you guys Both a question And I asked this question To Mallory last week Talking about this vault stuff When Petricelli croaks Mm -hmm. If we have him stuffed And put in a vault Will his Will he be worth money At some point in time I I, Won't have to
5: pay Sales tax on him (laughs) Well, you might
1: have to, though. <laughs> really? Depending on the know. state. I don't know. You know, this guy's got the easiest life. I, you know, <laughs> I said to him, uh, we were at that card show, a uh, New England card show, Al, on Sunday. He walks uh-huh. in five minutes before he's supposed to be there, sits down, starts signing autographs, right? And we, we, Ellen and I were only there. We only crossed with him for about 15 minutes. Ellen went to see Elsie. So... I says, what do you got for the week? He says, God, i got a really busy week. I said, what do you got? He says, I have a golf tournament. And tonight, which is today's Tuesday, mm-hmm. the show, people are watching the show on Wednesday. Tonight, he has a Red Sox gig up in Freeport, Maine. What is it? L.L. Bean? Mm-hmm. It's a corporate thing that they're paying him big money to have, have dinner, yeah. speak, Schmooze, sign some autographs, and he's out of there. Then he's got another Red Sox thing. It's like a I don't know end of the year something because they suck so bad, uh, <laughs> something at Fenway Park for that. So, you know, I said, Rico, you know, I don't want to hear it. He's a busy guy. This,
5: yeah, is, busy. this, is, this is exactly what his life has always been like, It's though. like, I, mean, I
1: just shake my he's head. He's out there
5: at shortstop, Lombard th- strikes out three guys, and he goes and he sits on the bench for a half inning. He comes out, he hits a home run, he runs around the bases once and says, I'm tired.
1: Exactly. So, I said to Lombard, I said, you know, Lomborg was there on, on Sunday, was so we are shooting the breeze. I said, Jim, I said, Rico gave you the ball. He caught. He caught the Rich Rollins pop up. Put it in your hand. I said, "What'd you do with it?" He said, "I gave it to Mrs. (laughs) Yaki," and he did. Did he? I said, "What did she do with it?" (laughs) She lost it. She lost the freaking ball. Anyway, (laughs) Al, uh, you I was just up in your
5: neck of the woods last week. Where? In Boston. For consignment. (laughs) I, no, nah, I was I was I was up there for a social thing, and and uh, I've never been in so I've been in a lot of cities. I've never been in a city like Boston that does not want you there.
1: Yeah,
4: they <laughs> do.
5: So it's so impossible to drive around. Yeah, we, no. said, we we were in we were in Freeport, Maine. We came in from Freeport, Maine, and I put it in Siri. I said, "We're going to this address in Boston." And Siri said, "You sure you want to go yeah. there?" <laughs> I, I
1: believe that. <laughs> why, <laughs> why, why don't we go to the Cape? Were you in downtown Boston? It's like a nightmare yeah, trying is. to drive around it there. It is. You have to know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
5: I over Comed- by Tufts University. Oh, oh yeah. That's bad.
6: Yeah. yeah. Comedian friend of ours, Tony V, says uh, Boston's slogan needs to be Boston. We're not quite finished.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. not finished. Nope. <laughs> i tell you what. You should have seen it when they had the big dick. Uh, yes. Oh, it was absolutely brutal. Absolutely. You have to know when to go in and go out of the city. Never. You never know. You don't go into the city before 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no. And you get the hell out of the city by 1 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You got about a later. 2 hour window. <laughs> you got about a three hour
5: window.
1: Three hour window.
5: <laughs> so much fun. So, yeah. wait, a minute. so how, wait
1: a minute. So, my question is why didn't you pick up a phone and call us and say, hey. Were you
5: in Kingston? Were you in Kingston recently?
1: Uh, I was, but hold on, oh. wait, wait, wait. Oh. Okay. Uh, that, was a, yeah. that was a quick overnighter. Too, touche. So that was my visit to Boston. Oh, that, was right, it was right. that was a, quick, that was a quick overnighter.
0: That was excellent. That uh, was a quick yeah. overnighter. Play You're of the right. day.
1: Play we, of the we, day. We are going back. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, you've had a great year. Uh, your last it's auction, fun. fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Now, yeah. when's your next auction
5: coming up? So our next auction is, uh, is going to close the day, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And and uh, really excited about this one because it's our 10th anniversary. And, and uh, this is our 10th anniversary auction. I can't believe we've been at this for 10 years. That's unbelievable. Um, yeah. The first, so the night of our first auction, I was terrified. And we had a hurricane. And, <laughs> and, and uh, Hurricane Sandy came. Oh, uh, came and oh, yeah. and um, uh, we lost power for 10 days starting the morning after the auction. Uh, the office was in in the basement of my house, and uh, we had no power. Oh, and so God. I was uh, I was fulfilling orders and processing invoices with the light of my cell phone, and uh, and I had one lamp hooked up to a little generator. Oh, and man, and, uh, you know, and here we are, ten years later. I'm still doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but uh, it's it's been so much fun. And so we're trying to put together a real special auction. Uh, full of interesting materials, uh, stuff you don't see every day, and I'm, I'm really looking forward can to it. Can you
1: kind of I mean. wet our appetite a little bit as to you know some of the things that are going to be popping in, or as you don't want to? We
5: have another T206 set,
0: you really? It's,
5: it's like, the, yeah, I think this is five that we've sold in the last year and a half. Is, now.
1: is it a near complete set?
5: Yeah, it's five twenty, and this oh, one's wow. kind of cool because this one's kind of cool because it's got a complete polar bear set inside of it. So, really? So that, yeah, so that's kind of cool. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really looking. Are you going to sell them it. as
1: individual lots?
5: No, no. We're gonna we the last couple that we've done, we've done as one complete set, and that's what we're going to do with this one um it's you know it's exciting we've got a lot of stuff a lot of stuff is at PSA and SGC right now so I'm sort of at their mercy sure Um, but we've got uh, one of the things that we've got that I think is really cool and and not necessarily super valuable although some of them are pretty valuable is we've got a complete run of ticket stubs from every Brooklyn Dodgers New York Yankees World Series game nice that's and cool. and uh, yeah, so that should be a lot of fun because we're going to present that in the in the uh, in the context of a, you know, just kind of a whole story about the Yankees and the Dodgers and what that meant to New York and and uh, what 1955 meant to Dodger fans and and all of that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I'm really looking forward to how we're going to present this next auction. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Good for you. You had a great uh, national too, right? Yeah, I got the COVID. It was really cool. That was free. That was, fun. that was. Fun. You know, I, 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 now I have to laugh at that. That was, you know, first. I mean, I called, talked to him like two days and three days after national. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <"Yeah>, now you okay? <laughs> <I got> COVID. <laughs>
5: Yeah, it was awesome. It was, it was great. awesome. Yeah, like, what did you get at the show? Oh, I got this disease. Let me tell you something.
1: <laughs> you and about four million other people got yes! it. Got it. At... You wasn't it you that was telling me. I, I guess I don't. Yeah, I don't care. It's over now. You would tell me that there was some guy who walked up to you that have it had it that knew he, he had. He it.
5: he wasn't. He, he didn't walk up to me. He, there was a friend of mine who was a dealer who was who was sitting. <laughs> he was <laughs> he was sitting outside waiting to be let in, and there was this group of. guys. Guys, and they were laughing, and so this my friend, who's a dealer, was like, oh, "I wonder what these guys are laughing at." So he sort of sidled over and he started eavesdropping on their conversation. And what they were laughing at was that one of them was COVID positive, and he was going into the show anyway. no mask, no nothing. Yeah. You know, so, patient so number I guess zero,
0: patient zero. Yeah.
1: Hey, this should be. Hold on, real quickly. I, I again, my mind is like before we. Uh, I have to. Do my due diligence do, here do, do the For our good friend Joe Drelich. CSA Shows is proud, proud to present The Chantilly Show Being held on October 21st to 23rd, held at the Dulles Expo Center in Chantilly, Virginia, just minutes from the Dulles International Airport, celebrating over 25 years at the same location. There's going to be over 300 dealer tables exhibiting on over 100,000 square feet of space. With both vintage sports cards and memorabilia, as well as modern day sports treasures, you won't have to look very far for that special card, bat, ball, or autograph. Major auction houses and third-party grading companies will be on site to assist you with your collecting needs. Some of the favorite superstars, Champ Bailey, Dave Bing. I love Dave Bing. Jerome Bettis, Baseball Hall of Fame of Vlad Guerrero, and many more. For more information, go to csashows.com, where you can find all of your sports collectible treasures. Hey, Al, by the way, uh, we have a couple of minutes left. Uh, I was at that New England card show. Uh, This past weekend, it It was actually very good. Uh, There were probably about, uh, I would say, 250, 275 dealers. It is getting bigger. Uh, Uh You know, the only auction house that was there, because, you know, the word is just getting out. You may have a jump on it if you do decide to go. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. We we plan on doing it. Golden Auctions was the only one there. So, I mean, you know, uh, next time around with Golden, maybe you and m- maybe one other, I mean, that's the, you know, that's going to be it. That that could benefit you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh so just Yeah, no, we we have
5: every intention of doing it. It sounds like uh sounds like they're doing a great job there and and uh it, The venue know, is perfect uh, we and love yeah, we love doing shows. I really do. Um and, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting out there and doing more of them this year. We used to do a lot of them. Right? I know, yeah, this, I know. And you know, then it- we moved up to New York and, and then the pandemic happened and we just haven't really had the opportunity to get out there. But I'm hoping in 2023 to do a
1: bunch more. Now you're not going to be at the Shriners, correct? Right,
5: yeah. unfortunately. Okay. Right after I'm done saying, and we want to do more shows. I'll no, no, that's did. no. I mean, I, you <laughs> know, <it's>, yeah,
1: but <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a pretty cool show. That's a good that, show. Yeah, the shrine. I show. love that show. It's a good show. How many yeah. deals would you say there are? there? about three hundred. I have no idea.
5: Yeah. Only, I mean, My world is just me. And,
0: <laughs> and, you know, don't pay that's, that's a good point. <laughs> it's a very good. No, it's point. really good, very good point. So your auction that's coming up. When does it start? He Do doesn't you know. A, you don't have a start that's date why yet. He didn't That's why he didn't give
1: the start date, because he's got no freaking idea when it well, he's starts. He's still waiting
0: for stuff to come back.
1: I know. That's why. When, a ballpark, Al. A ballpark start date.
5: Around the first week in November. Okay. We try and be fluid here and
0: flexible. <laughs> you got to
1: be. That now. you are. You have, that you are. But you have to be now. Now, oh listen. I've got to be honest yes. with you. I have been on your auction a zillion times, and... I have not won one thing. And Ellen says it's because I'm a cheap bastard, which That's I disagree with. I totally uh, disagree right, with that. I think it's probably true. But I, I am going to – I don't care what – I am going to win something on that auction this time around. Okay. I'm, I'm going to. You just have to bid high. Just bid high. It's the best way to win. Al, you know what I did pick up? <laughs> cool piece. I picked Tell a, me. I picked up a 1953 Topps Mickey Mantle. PSA nine signatures signed by Mickey Mantle in nineteen fifty three. Wow. It's a good piece, very that's, cool. That's great. Yeah, that's.
5: I love that. You know what? <laughs> fifty three tops is my favorite top set. Yeah. Oh really? The cards are beautiful. The artwork is beautiful, and if if you can get them reasonably well centered without chipping on that blue, that black or red border at the bottom, they're just cool set. It's a cool, it's a cool really card. Really, just nice. Yeah, and I like the. I like bigger cards.
1: It's a cool card. It's a little awesome. bit bigger. Yeah, it's one card. of my favorites. I, and then I also picked up, and we got to go. But I also picked up a 1947 Jackie Robinson exhibit card signed by Jackie Robinson. Wow! Look at you. Another cool card. There you go.
5: That's also you cool. Know, I'm, on roll, to, like, I'm, I'm on I'm, a roll. I'm on a roll. We've only had Zoom for three years, and and I've got you over here in my in my monitor, and I just realized that like everybody who's watching this thinks I'm like looking at something over there. And so now that's. <laughs> I've been bad. telling you that. I've been All telling right. you that. Look at us, not there. He's learning. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna get <laughs> it eventually. I'm. I'll figure
1: this out. All right. Your website address is. LoveofTheGameAuctions dot Okay, and, and we uh, we are you... we are coming to Kingston one more time before Christmas. I promise, I promise. I want to call you guys, we'll grab a bite. Sounds good. Sure. All right. Love you, Al. Take care. Be good guys. Be good. Al Christofoli love of the game auctions, good guy. All right, we're out. He's one, of the, he's one of the best. He is. All right, listen, we're I know we're a little over. Time to say goodbye. Yes. Thanks for jumping in for JM. Exactly. JM, you're out. You're in. And with that being said, to our viewers and listeners, thank you so much and happy collecting.
4: The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.